0: Good evening, Patriots. And it's Wednesday, April 5th, the end of it. And for those on the East Coast, you are now into Thursday. Man, this week is going by fast. It's like time warp. In the meantime, Federal Reserve is working overtime to try to race ahead of it to collapse our money and enslave us all. So for those of you in the crypto world, you're probably loving it because it's supposed to be like this new currency based on XRP and Ripple. And I'm like rolling my eyes. But anyway, we'll talk more about that a little bit and a lot of other things here in a minute. One thing I have to insist on is really pay attention, patriots, to what's going on in this world with regards to your home safety. It's big. And so part of that is protecting your electronics. And the best way to do that is to use the EMP shield. EMP shield is a device that deals with the overload caused by an EMP. And that EMP can be solar, like a a solar flare. It can be a lightning or it can be in the categories of the one, two or three EMP, like a, a nuclear explosion. Electronics are vulnerable as we know it, and nothing is out there to protect them. If your device goes down, if it gets fried, you're done. And, these shields are developed, these EMP devices can connect to your house to protect your household's house. You can do your radio systems. You can do your ATV. I have one on my ATV. I have one on my vehicles. We're we're installing one on the house here, and we're installing it on the other house up at the other property. You can have them for your generators. They're fantastic. It's, a, it's an excellent insurance for all your devices. So if you head on over to empshield.com, empshield.com, and you... Use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S. You get $50 off on the device. It's fantastic. Free shipping. Super devices worth every penny. Pretty easy to install, too, by the way. And they they work great. Super easy. Even on vehicles, it's it's a simple install. Hardest one is probably Jeeps, because there's never any room, and we had to route the line underneath one of the seats. But other than that, it's, it's an easy install. Clean, can do it, and uh, saves your vehicles. Protects your ATVs. And like I say, and even if you're one that says, ah, this stuff about EMP and nuclear is ridiculous. Okay, but lightning strikes aren't ridiculous, and we've seen massive number of those. And we also know that that solar flares are not ridiculous. And with the crazies in the world, who knows what else they come up with. So this is the best device out there. It's tested by DHS and all the major federal facilities. It's top, it's top notch. So check it out, empshield.com, empshield.com. Use your promo code, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and get great discounts. It's good, so check it out. All right, Patriots. So I'm going to begin with a piece here, which I think puts everything in perspective of this level of challenge we face right now. Now, just up front, I want to give a parent warning, because I know there's a lot of parents that use use these shows for their children, and I respect that. This is gonna talk about some sensitive matters of a transgender that decided to uh, play with themselves in a women's bathroom. So the language is not foul, but for some parents that may find this sensitive to their children, I think it's stuff your children should know about, but that's that's not for me to gauge. So just understand that this piece here, this is somebody who's speaking to a, to a county or city council. I think it's a either a city council, or I think it's a county commission. And it's very truthful, it's not bad language, but nonetheless, it does deal with some topics that some parents may find sensitive, so just be aware of that, and this piece is about two and a half minutes or so, so that would be like, plug your ears, children, for two and a half minutes. Otherwise, it's real, it's the world we live in. Here we go.
1: Wow, here we are, trying to figure out what a woman is. It's such a strange time to be alive. Um, So on social media, if you haven't seen today, there is a video kind of going viral. There is this alleged woman that is masturbating in a women's bathroom. So uh, let me clarify. Sorry. This woman has a penis, and she is stroking it in, in a woman's bathroom. And there's a woman here. If you haven't seen it, guys, just it's on Twitter. Uh, there's a woman here washing her hands. So if you can make sense of this for me, would you be okay with this? Would you be okay with a man dressed as a woman masturbating in the mirror, in a bathroom, in a women's bathroom, and call that man a woman? Because this is where we are right now. We, as people, are starting to recognize you are falling for a ploy within political correctness, and we are urging you to stand for truth. Because if you don't, my children, our children, are subject to your failure. I have an eight-year-old, if this woman was my eight-year-old, if by chance my eight-year-old went into this restroom while I was patiently waiting outside for her, and there's a grown man stroking his penis around my daughter, what do you think I should do as a father whose duty is protecting my children? You're not doing it. Are you doing it, Sheriff? Because you are obligated to detain a man when he goes into a woman's bathroom, are you not? You know what to do. There's, there's no question about it. You need to establish an ordinance to prevent this from happening in
0: this city. Thank you. So just to put this thing in context, it's really interesting. Um, this man who's speaking, I'm guessing he's in his late 20s, early 30s. Is one of these that again, I I, his heart is awesome, but he fits. He goes counter to every stereotype you would expect. He's got heavy dreads coming off, wears skinny jeans. I mean, I'm just saying, is he's got more spine than half the guys sitting in that audience. By the way, tons of credit for this guy and respect because he's laying it on the line, and he's doing the proper challenge, and and he's setting the context for where we all need to be. Because the problem that we're dealing with here is immense. And it's a corruption in the soul of people that are confused in terms of their spirituality and their role as protectors in the in the public. So even in my own, own county, we have a new problem here. I didn't expect this one coming at all. Our sheriff, who I have a lot of respect for, he's had a long legacy of standing for the community just pulled a move that I never saw coming. One of the deputies has been very vocal about the fact that there are two genders. Now, this deputy has been involved in pro-life marches, and he's been open about his objection to the transgender philosophy. And this deputy was just put on suspension because the sheriff has made a decision to protect diversity in the transgender community. Now, again, this is, my response to this is, I'm and I'm going to try to get the, our deputy here on our show soon. And the point is that that deputy now needs, in my opinion, because he, fortunately, he has one of the big churches here behind him. He's the new candidate, as far as I'm concerned, to run for sheriff, which is fine. Well, that's how we'll solve this. But there's so much of this going on that people are compressing and falling to the pressure. And ultimately my argument is it probably is stemming from money. And I don't know this for a fact of where this decision was made, but there's so much federal and state money now tied to this gender garbage that people are making the wrong decisions based on the dollar. Now I'm gonna play you this piece in the beginning. I I love the way this piece starts out. Just, you have to hear it. You'll, You'll appreciate why I say that with a snicker, but
2: listen to this whole argument. This is a pretty good piece here. Who runs the world? Is it the reptilians? Is it the Jesuits? Is it the Illuminati or the Freemasons? We can go on and on about this, but I don't think it is reasonable to even begin arguing about the mechanism that is used to exert this control. The mechanism is finance. The whole point of finance is to in-debt, otherwise to enslave. Mortgage is classified as a debt grip. When you get a mortgage you have a debt grip held over you because you are in debt. The bank owns the house that loaned you the money to buy the house. Unless you are fortunate enough to have all the money to buy it outright. And even then, you can be taxed by the government. And if you fail to keep up with those taxes, the government can take it from you. The whole system is based on financial fraud, which effectively takes the power that we have as a people and gives it to a tiny group of individuals who are running the world through the control of finance. We have allowed them to take an infinite supply of money. And with that money, and from their psychopathic point of view, they have bought everything and everyone who can be bought.
0: And that's the main problem. Because being purchased doesn't mean that someone has been given the money directly. Being purchased can be, even in their station as a head of an office that are voted into, that they're making decisions over budgetary matters from taxpayer dollars that are being offered to them. Police departments are some of the most susceptible to this right now in the country. If you're familiar with the program that was put in place and I, I'm going to say it was put in place under Obama, where the Department of Defense now was taking military vehicles, up-armored vehicles, and they were offering them for free to departments and arming the departments, the police departments across this nation. Hence, SWAT teams were getting high-speed gear de- de- designed specifically for military operations in foreign countries, as we annihilated countries and people that didn't agree with the dollar, that sort of thing. But they brought all these into our local communities. And obviously we know why that has done. That was done to militarize our police that would ultimately be used against us. The problem is that the police departments got hooked on this free product and free money. And so just as we saw with the COVID con, people are willing to do nearly anything to keep this money. There is a community of about 1,200 to 2,000 people just east of my town. That school board, and this is, this is a conservative community, just so we're clear, but that school board is as liberal as Portland, Oregon. And the reason they became that way is because the federal government offered this small school district $1.2 million in COVID-con money that they could use for buying new desks and expensive chairs for their office, doing improvements to their facilities. No strings attached for themselves to use it other than in make sure that kids are mandated in masks and make sure you mandate the injection. People will sell their soul for money. And this has become the worship of our time. Money is the ultimate corrupter. We're told that scripturally. And it's proving true before our very eyes. And this is leaving us with a few, not that many, but a few options. The fact is that where we are right now is that people have to come to the understanding that if you're going to stay in the system, then you're going to pay the penalty for being in the system. And the system has already been bought off. Money is the corrupter and money is what structures this. So as I've said quite a number of times now, but I just want to bring it home this evening to really reflect on, we have prayed on this group here, Asbards Nation, over the last three or four years, we have prayed regularly to see Babylon fall. We have prayed with our hearts to see Babylon fall. Well, patriots, we're in that fall now. And so if you're feeling that twinge of anxiety, if you're feeling that pressure that's coming at you, don't. Because this is a process that has to fall through and and happen. Because in other words, if we don't allow it, we're only going to be continued to be bound to a system that itself is satanic. This financial structure, this umbrella that we're living in was designed to enslave us in every turn and corrupt us at every turn. These people have literally corrupted everything. I don't know if you've heard, Tom Renz was actually the one that broke the news. Attorney Tom Renz, who, as you remember, was at Bards Fest One. He's one of the great voices is, is who's taking on the cases for this COVID con and fighting for the people. But he's discovered a number of things. But the big, obviously, but in this particular topic, the beef producers that are now injecting their cattle with mRNA, with mRNA vaccines. So what this intent is, is to use the meat to pollute the people. And we know that that's also going to change. The idea is to change the animal genetics. The idea is to cull out the animals that won't withstand the genetics, which would be the ones that would be normal to kill them off. Everything in this society right now is being geared towards a place that everything has that tag. Now, where does that come from? If you will remember when they first announced it in COVIDCon, that they were going to, the supply chain systems were going to be reorganized by the Department of Defense, and they were going to use AI systems run by a number One of the companies behind that was Palantir, which is a CIA company that, was, that developed a system to track IED explosions. They were using their technology in conjunction with the Department of Defense to build this AI rollout to manage all of our supply chains. What they were doing is they were preparing for a system where every single thing would be genetically tagged. So seeds would be GMO created with a tag animals would be tagged. Everything in the world would have this mRNA tag in it. So the, from, the, from its source to your stomach, they would be able to track it. And all this ties in with the Fed's rollout of this new beast system, which is to force us into a social credit score, to force us to comply with them, to bow to them. And the, the options they're giving you, or you're either in our system and get all the benefits or you're out of your system and you're on our own. And I'm like, good, I'll take on my own because I'm not on my own when I'm walking over here with the Holy Spirit and with Father God. And that's literally where we have to get to in our mindset. This is this is the resurrection, loosely said, not in reference to Christ, the reviving of the martyr mentality within our faith, that we will do anything to hold the line, no matter what we do, because our family and the children, our children and their future security is greater than anything that we can do. At this point in time, and I'm I assume that almost everybody in Bards Nation is already here. so this is said to people that are new and anybody else that might be listening that you're not deep within the this mindset of martyrdom. But if you do if you're exposing your children to this vaccine or this death shot, you're sacrificing the future of humanity. If you are not willing to die to protect your children from that injection, you're in the wrong place mentally. I'll just be that blunt about it. Because this is something that, as parents, it is absolutely essential that our children, your children, are protected. And in the sense of the community of the Christian movement, That is to be strong in our faith to such a degree that we're helping others be strong and protect their children. The children are the key here. They're the future. And everything we're seeing is the war on children, even this component that we're dealing with. So there's something here that we, there's a lot of the struggle, and I'm, I'm playing this and I'm leaving you to do the research on this, but I think this is a very important perspective. I really enjoyed this. I played it earlier today. I'm going to play it right now. There's a lot of struggle with this idea of what do we do in terms of protecting ourselves and our homes, and there's a, and I agree with what what is going to say here. You can list, research it yourself. Thou shall not kill is a principle that has really been put into the community, but it blurs the line between self-defense and protecting your home and standing in a place where we just become completely apathetic. Take a listen to this and I'll continue the discussion after you hear it. Got anything to say about thou shalt not kill? It'll be brief. It's, it's an incorrect translation, but I don't blame uh, the King James people. Uh, I do blame any modern translator who, who translates it as do not kill. It's do not murder. Hebrew has two words for homicide or for killing. Uh, just as English does, kill and murder. In Hebrew, harag and ratzach. This is ratzach. It's clear it's do not murder. Murder is illegal killing. There is legal killing. You can kill an animal to eat it. You can kill a human in self-defense.
2: So if it said do not kill, we would have to be pacifists and vegetarians.
0: That last line is spot on. And if you listen to what the left is pressuring everybody to become... It's pacifists and vegetarian. That's a critical understanding because it's there that they strip away all of what we are. They disarm us spiritually and they do that at the same time that they're trying to physically disarm us. Their whole idea, I mean, let's be honest, this, this government that we have, which is a corporate tyranny that's illegally occupying our nation, that's Includes the military industrial complex that includes many of the major corporations of this nation, which are things like Costco and Walmart and many others. These corporations, tied in with our government, which is a corporate tyranny, they launched a plan in conjunction with our Department of Defense to depopulate and kill innocent Americans that's the frame we have to keep in our head in all of this. And these are the same people that are engineering these false flag shootings. When I say false flag, it does not mean they didn't occur. It means they're trying to create an event that by nature is not organic. They stimulate it so that they can use it as a reason and a cause to take away our weapons. And the the reason behind that is so that they can continue their psychopathic attempt to kill and depopulate I mean in their hope they were they launched an injection which they hoped would be would wipe out a large portion of the united states and keep everybody subdued in panic, in fear, and then from there, they would be able to use martial law, and there would be the patriots and the true Americans would be so broken and so weakened that they would end up being easily able to isolate those that would resist, and then the rest they would be willing to hand in their guns and say, oh, please, now that our system is broken and we're all dying and we're all suffering, and of course, they were counting on the fact that there would be no faith in God. That was years of work of trying to separate and take God out of everything. This plan was theirs. Now, something has accelerated it. And that's the question everyone should be asking as to what would cause a group of people that literally rule the world to expose themselves to such a degree for our you folks out there, I know you're going to say white hats, and I'm going to tell you, grow up and start reading the Bible, and you might get a clue what's going on. Because what we have here is a moment where we can witness the power of God. And we can see the mightiness of how God's moving in this world. And we can witness it by what we're seeing in this enemy that is now moving faster and faster on its plans and in so doing, they're out of sync of what should work because it's not going to work and they're exposing their hand for all to see. This is what I refer to as the spiritual great awakening that's happening because people are starting to come to the realization that we're dealing with something very dark and very treacherous and something that all along has been leading people into this place of total annihilation and doing it by our own hand. This is always their game. They want us to use our own free will to destroy ourselves. And they do it by using fear. Again, we get back to the importance of this. And I, Patriots, I know that when I say this, some people are probably rolling their eyes like, yeah, I got it, Marge. You've been saying this for three, four years. I know. And guess what? There's still a whole bunch of fear out here. So I'm not saying this as, as a patriots, you're wrong, you're bad for doing this. I'm pointing out what's in the Bible 365 times, which is fear not. And God puts it there. And even though I've been pretty harsh on my statement in this, and I just because that's how I am, I believe fear is a sin in my personal life. But in fairness to scripture, God knows that we will have fear. And so I believe truly that fear not is put in there so many times to reassure us that, yes, you're going to have fear, but don't forget who to turn to because through me, with me, in the body of Christ, there is no such thing as fear. So that is something to put before everybody and keep it there because there's going to be times in these coming weeks and months that things are going to get pretty crazy. And keep in mind that we have been having a dialogue in truth as a community here, and as a broader community in patriots, openly focused on truth since President Trump came to office. That's 2016. And for many, it extends far before that. My journey of truth began somewhere back around 1979. And maybe even earlier because my dad was a man that sought the truth. And so that goes takes me even farther back, probably like 1973, third grade. So for, for most, most of my life, truth has been a pursuit. And it's not a linear walk either, by the way. But for some, they took another path. And we've seen over this process of the last five, seven years, seven years actually, almost eight years, with President Trump's entry into the race, we've seen this peeling off of more and more people stepping into a moot place where they're trying to seek truth. Truth's our ultimate weapon here. And that's the ultimate part of waking people up with the Holy Spirit. Don't, I'm not separating those when I say that. So as we move forward in this path, now, whoever, where you are, keep in mind that there is a core of people, roughly 30% of the people didn't take the vax at all. And I would argue that if we did a close analysis of that 30%, I think we would end up discovering that the majority of them are sitting very close in their relationship with Christ at this point in time, or seeking a very close relationship with Christ. Because it's the only way you would have survived this and endured a lot of this. We have about 20% more, which would be make a total of 50%, that have now awakened, many of them took the shot, they're coming over, their eyes are opening up to what they were victimized by and realizing that their government betrayed them. But there's about 50%, and this is recent polling too, of people out here that are living in this Lalo land that we're either going back to normal or we're, we are there. And they're living a life... And denial. And they're part of this matrix that's holding their thought because they're willfully letting it happen. And before us, we're watching the architecture and tower of Babylon falling around us. And at the center point of that empire is the almighty dollar, something that has created a worship greater than God himself for most people. Because people spend their entire lives putting all of their energy, all of their focus, all of their planning, all of their dreams into a piece of paper that has no money value other than a piece of paper and it simply comes out in bank statements with numbers that they assume are real. It's just because it's a number on a piece of paper from a bank that says you have X dollars in your account or from an investment account that says you have X dollars in your account. They spend hours a day moving money, figuring out how they can maximize a move, sell stock, what investment fund they're going to put in, how much money comes out of your paycheck that goes to your pension, calculating out the taxes the government will take out, planning ahead for this future date, that when everything is going to go perfectly, obviously, in your life, they're going to be able to live out their dreams in the last day. They're going to work and toil their whole life, spend things so perfectly, and then end up in a place where at age 65, which it used to be, now it's age 70, by the way, is the new retirement with an average age in the United States of 73. That should tell you how things are working financially for the big guys. They're going to spend the rest of this money and enjoy their life at the fullest, travel the world and do all the things that they wanted to do that now they're too old to really do well. And what doesn't come into play is trust in God. It gets distorted. They'll be like, oh, God, please help my bank account get bigger sort of thing. And that's my wording, not anybody specific. But my point is the worship of money has become greater than God. So if we think for a moment when we hear things and and when people say, well, Christ is going to return patriots, I'm not saying when, because that's not my job. But I'm going to tell you, however it's going to happen, Babylon's going to fall before that happens because the tower of sin under which we live will be torn down. So if you're in a point right now where there's a lot of anxiety, and if you're feeling the pressure of wondering where we're going to go and how you're going to pay bills, wrong priorities right now. I'm just being honest. And I'm not telling you that's an easy step to make but we literally have to make the step in our daily lives to put all faith, trust in God. This is how we weather the storm. Because I do this literally 15 hours a day on average. I'm absorbed in some sort of information flow. And I've done this so long in my life that what I'm looking at, and I'm not telling you I have the answers nor am I some oracle, but what I can tell you in the trends is I've never in my life seen this much information percolating up in truth from so many different angles as this evil cabal does everything it can to try to throw a band-aid or a patch to stop the flow of information. And there's too many sources that it's coming from. Looking at systems analysis, there is no system in the world that can withstand in a barrage of truth while another agency works in the counter mode to try to prevent truth from coming out that will not rupture. These are like matter and antimatter. And truth, in this case, always wins. Fundamental. That doesn't even need a scriptural framework on it. This is just natural occurrence and real real numbers, real issues. Truth always wins. And right now truth is pouring out from everywhere and there's no stopping it. And it doesn't mean that this evil cabal isn't going to have some more moments of ambush on us, so to speak. And it doesn't mean that people will suddenly all leave the cabal, but it does mean that the barrage against this evil cabal is so extreme right now from every angle and it's not stopping. It's literally, imagine a dam that's mighty and bold and you have an entire face of that dam covered with little jackhammers. And it's, they're just each of them taking a little tiny sector and it just punching at it each day. One jackhammer won't make a difference, but 10,000, 100,000 jackhammers working 24-7, that dam is going to collapse. It doesn't matter what they do to reinforce it, that dam is going to collapse. And that's literally where we are. And why this is so important to, to put in framing is that when that dam collapses, there is going to be chaos. When people become fearful and they suddenly have to confront the truth that everything that they lived was a lie. The first reaction is anger, especially if they don't have a foundation in strong faith. All of this leads to the people out here, which include Bard's Nation and there's many other. It's not exclusive to Bard's Nation, but I will say this. Bard's Nation is I'm, it's a blessed organization. It's a blessed movement of people, but there's some great pastors out here. There's some great organizations, and hopefully through this year, we can get connected with more of them, but my point is those that are standing powerfully with Christ in their lives are going to weather this very differently, and our voice and our counsel and our temperance and our grace will become so important in this hour as we're able to take the extremes out here, we step away from the extremes and not engage in the temptations that they will want to throw at us. And at the same time, be that voice throughout our communities to help them put their eyes where they need to be on the love in Jesus and help them find the greater purpose in life that they've missed and help them through what will be a very traumatic point. I don't have to tell you if this is gonna happen. All I can say is I don't know when, but I guarantee it's coming because the system is under too much stress. And it's not just the people. Right now, the centerpiece of control of this entire system, which is the piece we just played a little bit ago, is financial. This is how they have controlled every person in the world. And through financial, Through financial, they have created an artificial worship, a a fake God that people have willfully accepted in their lives. That's the idolatry of money. That's the Babylonian, that's part of the Babylonian money magic. And as people start to see that disintegrate, which it's beginning now, and as they start to realize that those handling the money have been criminals all along. I mean, here's the simple fact. We've had this recently. In 2020, the bank regulations changed. It was always bad. They were only required to keep back 10% of the money you loaned to the bank. Keep in mind, that's not a deposit. That's a loan. You You loaned your money to the bank, and the bank gave you an agreement, which every one of us has agreed to if we've ever had a bank account, and that agreement basically says we'll pay you no interest or a little bit of interest and we're going to charge you fees on your own money, but you're allowing us to take your money. And prior to 2020 what they said is you'll put it in here and we'll we'll keep your money safe, but in within all the banking laws and the rules that all of our contracts link to, it says that essentially the bank has the right to take of that money, keep 10% back, but they could reloan that money out and charge whatever interest rate they want as they pay us nothing or charge us fees even. And in so doing, they can create money out of nothing. That's a center point of Babylonian money magic. In 2020, those rules changed. Those rules changed and said that they no longer have to keep back that 10%. So in the past, when you walked in, if one in 10 people... Took came into the bank and said, I want all my money, the bank can pull across 10 accounts. This is just a simple example. It's not exactly how it works, but you get the idea. You can. They would pull money out of 10 accounts, the 10% held back on every account, to be able to pay the one in 10. And so when there's a bank run, that means that there's, for example, 10 people asking for money all at once. And the bank can't produce it. So what the bank does is it shuts things down. They'll say, well, you can't get your money for 30 days. And that's how they stop a bank run. Or they'll say, you can only get so much cash out at a time. And so in the meantime, they get all the Federal Reserve. Somebody prints some more money. They call in some loans. There's a variety of other juggling, many, many other means of juggling they do. And they end up giving the money out to people at some point. They get most of your money. And every account is insured by the federal reserve. It's insured to, I think it's $250,000 Your your accounts. But all of a sudden something changed. And what changed was in 2020 when they said the banks, you no longer have to keep any reserve. So when you give your money to the bank, they're not holding back any. It's just, you're, it's like you just, you might as well have thrown it into the sky. Now they're giving you a statement each month and you go, Oh, that's good. Look, I've got my money in there. It's safe in the bank. All that is, is a reassurance token. They might as well give you a lollipop and a diaper because that's all they've done. And you're going to need the diaper. A lot of people are going to need the diaper, not you necessarily, but a lot of people are going to need the diaper when they discover that that money doesn't exist in the bank anymore. And this is the time where we're headed into right now. Now, when we're sitting over here putting our priorities in order and we've been working diligently in reassessing our lives, repenting. We've been working through a process of taking more control of our lives, learning a deeper relationship in Christ and prioritizing things so that money doesn't control us or drive us. And some of this, people are in different places in that, but I can say that over the last five years, there's been a huge migration towards that direction, which is the proper direction. Now imagine if you're in this 50% over here where you're going in la-la land and you're looking at your bank statement and everything's good and everything's happy and you see your 401k and you're like, hey, look at that. I've got number of dollars. I've done pretty well out of COVID con and my bank account's still good. I'm doing pretty good coming out of COVID con. And then you discover that that piece of paper, that reassurance note from the bank or from your investment group is a complete lie that there's nothing there, nothing. And then you start looking up and you're like, wait a minute, how did, how did Fred here get his money into silver and gold? And he's got something and I don't, because Fred listened early on and moved his money into it while the game was still in play. But all of a sudden, all the chips are gonna come due. And this is where we're heading into. And it's happening fast. And it's happening faster than most are realizing because they're not letting anybody see it. Where's everybody's eyes? It's all on this Trump trial. It's nonsense. To President Trump's credit, at least he said it in his speech yesterday and told people the dollar is collapsing. It's no longer going to be a dollar of the world. And if they're listening, hopefully, they're starting to wake up and pull their head up. Yesterday morning, and I'm Yesterday morning or Monday morning, I, I, last two mornings, whatever. One of the mornings, I believe it was yesterday morning, I was on a radio show with Kel Brazel in St. Louis, early morning. And she asked me to come on specifically to talk about the current money situation. And I did. So for the first 15 minutes, I laid down kind of what I just did here, and we went to break. And their, enti- their online chat exploded. People all of a sudden asking, what do I do? Do I take all my money out of the bank? What do I do? Patriots, that's one little channel. And it's a conservative radio channel that has a strong faith base on it. And people were freaking out with a 15-minute discussion about the current situation of our debt. this crisis is building and it's going to challenge every single one of us in a huge way and in that huge way we have a massive responsibility and that responsibility is to be the representatives of God and of kingdom and to lead people to Christ because i'm telling you this is a time when when we endure and we will endure well as we turn to God and trust in Him to take care of us. We need to convey that and lead others to the same comfort. And we're not going to be hundred percent successful, but our world is falling apart. At least those that are living within it. For me, it's and I'll be honest. For me, it's an exciting time. I'm like this is awesome because finally Babylon's Babylon's falling. And I'm good with it. And this is a time to watch the enemy display their whole bit of nonsense, identify their weaknesses, mobilize people to find the weaknesses and exploit them, reposition ourselves on the battlefield so that as they fall, we don't get hit by their debris. And then we have the amazing opportunity to do more for the glory of Jesus than I could ever imagine and be influential in the direction in which this world is going to go let me play this short piece here for me interesting this actually they say this comes from a russian mafia guy maybe but i love the what he has to say seven things to think about each day
3: i will give you some habits some everyday rules very simple when you wake up look yourself in mirror and stand upright do not use your phone first hour a day Do not use phone last hour of the day. Do not talk bad about people. Less bad talking, more good doing. Take every day 15 minutes for absolute silence. Just you and your soul. Work out. Just do 100 push-ups every day. Always create more The new consumer keep working and repeat word my time will
0: come so great rules to live by and especially in this time and it's just a partial recap of all of that the critical things that i take away from this are so important spend at least 15 minutes a day of total silence and spend it with god turn off everything step away from the noise step away from the electronics and just embrace the glory and beauty of God's breath don't look at your phone for the first hour in the morning and don't look for at your phone in the first an hour before you go to bed keep yourself clear in mind look yourself in the mirror each day and embrace the glory and beauty of what God created Don't look in the mirror and put yourself down. God created somebody beautiful in perfection. And that's something we need to be honoring in each and every one of us. When things get tough, turn to him. And remind yourself that we're not of this world. And with that, don't get anchored in this world. The message that we've repeated here over and over Take the place in the position of the captain of the Lord of hosts army. Don't get caught in the Luciferian pendulum. Stand firmly on the ground that we can proclaim his kingdom and stand with God because his way, the truth, the one way has nothing to do with this political nonsense that we're seeing. That's just to keep you your head scrambled. So when we follow some basics like this and exercise each day, super important right now, Whatever you choose to do. Our mafia dude says do 100 push ups each day. That's fine. Whatever you choose to do. Exercise each day. Take a walk in the world. Enjoy the outside. Do something to keep yourself away and keep yourself strong and fit and eat well and sleep well. Some principal issues. This time is going to get crazier. How crazy? We'll see. But we're a long ways from getting to real truth to most people. And you can bet if you think Trump derangement syndrome was crazy, (laughs) wait till you see truth hit the main body public. You're going to see some stuff you never thought you'd see. I'd say above all things, take time to laugh because God gave us humor. He gave us, um, he gave us that to enjoy our lives and not take the world too seriously because they want us to be serious about the world. I find them to be the greatest act on the face of the earth. It's better than any circus or any clown show I've ever seen because these people are literally that stupid. And above all, love thy neighbor. And that gets to what we talk about so much, the sourdough revolution and the principle behind that. Commit to making bread. Once a week, sourdough bread, make two loaves, and share one with your neighbor, whoever God leads you to share it with. This is our fundamental way to start building the foundations of strength as we move forward that gives us something back and gives a whole lot into kingdom. Let's pray. Father God, we are blessed to be here tonight, and thank you for bringing us together in this amazing fellowship that we have that literally extends the globe. We are blessed with all of those who listen, and we pray for all of those that listen. We have a, a voice and an audience that extends across this entire world. And so tonight, Father, I just want to do a prayer for everyone that's listening and part of Bards Nation, no matter where they sit and no matter what country they're in, this is a time when we have to really embrace the beauty of walking within the body of Christ and pray this night for each person to realize the perfection in which you've created each and every one of us, to embrace the uniqueness of who we are within the body of Christ. And at the same time, to share in the appreciation of the love that we share for each other, even if we don't know each other. But we know that we're part of that common body in Christ. We're different. We won't always agree on all things. In fact, we shouldn't. But our love in Christ to you, Father, binds us in such an amazing way that we're able to stand together in the most critical hour, we're able to work together in loving thy neighbor and extending that love of kingdom into the world. And as we embrace this unity that we have, this unbelievable weave, we're able to know one thing very clearly, that our mission on this earth, literally behind enemy lines, to occupy and expand the kingdom, gives us the power together to subdue this enemy because you're with us and walking with us in each and every step. So, Father, we just ask for a blessing this evening of reassurance, of confidence, and most of all, of love that will be extended to every person that's listening to this cast tonight. To humble us before you, to thank you for all that you've given and no matter how difficult those moments are, to realize that you have always been there with us and will continue to be with us no matter what happens. And while we may not understand the challenges that are stand before us, even if they are extreme and seem oppressive and impossible to overcome, let us humble ourselves and turn to you and turn all the burdens off of us to turn to you and realize that through all things, we must rely on you. Guide us in these hours. Bless us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, above all, this is an hour which everything in which we are has to now make a choice. There's no more middle ground allowed. And that's not just my words. Look around you. You can't sit in between the extremes. You're either going to walk with God or you're not going to. You can't put one foot in and kind of worry about one thing. Put all of our love and trust in Father because that's the narrow path. Everything else is the wide path. And as we see this threshing occur again, the first was COVID con. Now we're heading into the financial. This threshing is truly refining us. So wherever you are, take that leap. Put all your faith and trust in God. Submit yourself to him. Put yourself on your knees. Pray to him and thank him for all. And repent in your life for whatever you need to do, known and unknown, and let him guide you. And in the end, no matter where we end up in this physical life, we know where we will be after kingdom awaits. Keep your head up and your eyes forward, never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then, or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
4: Oh, I want to feel something I just want to breathe again Dive into the deepest dead Oh, I want to feel I